Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Episode 44, Season 2, Episode 1. Happy 2020, y'all. It's a new decade, Leah. It is a new decade. You know, it's crazy. Like, did you see that meme that was like, if you were born in the 80s, you've been alive for, you know, two centuries and two millenniums and, you know, all that crazy nonsense. I got that going on. I was born in 86. Um, Proud of it. Proud. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, anyway. I was born in '81, and I'm not much older. Uh, welcome to the Supercast, everybody. Happy 2020, and it is a brand new year, a brand new us, and it's um, we've got a lot of fun stuff planned this year. We do. This year's, you know, kind of taking shape, and there's been a lot of kind of up in the air stuff. But as as races are being announced, and you know, plans are being finalized. I'm I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty stoked. Um, you, we've got a lot of fun stuff here planned this year, starting off with, um, you're going to High Rocks here in two weeks. I am, I am. Yeah. Getting a little at nervous, the, but excited. Oh, it'll be great. I'll be at the same time, um, headed down to, wait, is that next weekend? Or, you're coming to Indiana this weekend? I'm coming to Indiana in two weekends for my daughter's cheer competition. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I'll be I'll be at a race I think that day in um, Nashville, Indiana, in in the Hoosier National Forest. But um, anyway, a lot of fun stuff going on. We want to bring in. Actually, we are going to be doing. We're going to be seeing and hanging out at the Abominable Snow Race here, Mm -hmm. north of Madison. With, with our good friends there uh, from the Abominable Snow Race. We're going to bring them in for a podcast. But also, a blast from the past. Uh, one of the old people here with Rosie R. is coming in, and she, and we are going to have a heck of a time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super jealous of you guys. Amber is the original lady dude. Um, and she's going to be up there helping out with, with Abominable and you guys are going to have an awesome time. It's going to be a really good time. A lot of people messaged me this week earlier, um, kind of with the new year. I did a reveal of the new Abominable Medal, They're which is pretty thick. badass. If it's, y'all haven't seen them, you need to check thick. them out. Yep. Um, we'll be uh, posting some things about that this week. And uh, eventually, we actually need to get Tom in here to talk about that race yep. and some of the changes that they've had. I can't believe they've been having that race now for like five years yeah it's it's been just slowly you know it's it's an awesome story of just organic local growth you know they started off small each year is getting bigger the obstacles are getting bigger it just it's a great race so y'all just it keeps getting better 
Yeah, check out Abominable Snow Race, guys. And here's the thing that really makes me happy is we have got to see we're, – we're starting to kind of grow this culture in the Midwest here with mm-hmm. these races that are – and we've had other races reach out to us. We're trying to figure out some of the timing on it um, and really what we all can and can't do. We've got a busy year on our hands. Yep. But how we tie that into bigger things and grow as a community here in local OCR and then eventually grow into something bigger like OCRWC which I think is going to be big this year because it's coming back to the States. I agree. You know, and it just, it it goes to show the importance of this local race community, you know, and we see it this, you know, as, as developments have been, you know, unfolding over the past couple of weeks with Tough Mudder, you know, for since the inception. All right, all right, all right. You've mentioned them. I did. I mean, since the inception of OCR, Everybody has known it's, you know, the big dogs are Spartan and Tough Mudder. And you could throw mm-hmm. Savage in there a little bit later on. But for the Sa- most part. Savage isn't on the West Coast. I'm going to go right. ahead and say for the that. Most I have so part, many friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Savage. If Savage expands to the West Coast, there's definitely a demand there. Um, oh, and absolutely. I love some Savage race. But, you know, the Savage two is great. big Sam players. Yeah, the two big players have always been Spartan and Tough Mudder. And now, Absolutely. you know, I'm, I'm really hesitant to go too far into the topic of Tough Mudder because there's a whole hell of a lot of people that don't know nothing that are talking well, like they we, know everything. Yeah, there, I, there is so much he said, she said right now going on. Right. And we don't know all the facts right now. Um, I, I do want to dive into it a little bit this week, though, um, okay. before we get to our main topics and stuff. And... So realistically, what we do know right now is registration is still down, correct? Yeah, registration has been closed on active. Um, you cannot register for any new events at this point. Yep. All registration for Tough Mudder is down. So the question is, realistically, when they start events again, will right. or when will they start events again? Will When will they open registration up? Is this valid? Um, and the hardest part for me, though, is I, I became friends with Kyle this year. Mm-hmm. And he has now stepped down as CEO as effective as December 20th. Yeah, of as of year. December 20th, he officially resigned his position as CEO of Tough Mudder. Um, he wrote a very heartfelt letter to the Tough Mudder community, community yep. um, which, you know, I'm glad he did because there was so much speculation. There's so much speculation about everything with this. Um, That was a big component of it because Kyle has come in this past year and really started turning things around for Tough Mudder. And when he went dark, nobody knew what was going on. I've ridden in gators and trucks with Kyle this year and went around venues and saw things at his races where he was not afraid to, you know, grab a wrench. He was not afraid to jump in the pits and ask people how they were doing, what they thought. And he, he took it all to heart. I and lost man, my phone cool. at WTM and Kyle was helping me at WTM find my phone. So, you know, he is not this. He's a aloof. cool dude. Exactly. He's down to earth and he was a huge asset to the Tough Mudder community. He did make the statement, you know, within his, you know, letter that if and when, basically, if and when Tough Mudder gets their shit together, he's more than happy to rejoin. So, Hopefully said shit will get back together and Kyle mm-hmm. can rejoin the ranks. And the, the hope is realistically for if, 
if Spartan acquires Tough Mudder, right? Let's let's say this does happen, right? Um, the statements so far have been Spartan wants to kind of leave Tough Mudder as it is and kind of continue to grow that um, as it is and leave a lot of the the leadership in place. It could be a good thing. It, you know, it, the bottom line is the more I don't know <laughs> the the more options in the sport. It just the you, you gotta have more options than just one and and DeSena yep. recognizes that hell Bill Gates recognized that with Apple when he bailed them out you know yep. it's it you you've got to have competition you've got to have excitement and as much as people love Spartan if that becomes really the only option it scares me to think of you know where things will will fizzle out to you know, John Alban said something really nice this week on Instagram, uh, talking about how he's done more of the competitive side, right? But he really mm-hmm. does feel that Tough Mudder is a lot of the community. Oh, and for sure. There is, there is just such a deep community within the Tough Mudder world and camaraderie and helping each other out. And it's what it, it was be... founded upon. Tough Mudder Absolutely. didn't start compet like Tough Mudder didn't start the competitive side of things uh, other than world's toughest but that was its own thing but yep. there was no such thing as competitive tough matter till like two or three years ago before Absolutely. then there was no timing chips it was not a race it was part of their ethos you know this is not a race this is a bond with people working together we are a team and that's what it was founded on and i yeah. I, I could see them going back to their roots this past year. And I really hope that this isn't the last we've seen. I really don't. I don't think it will be. I hope it's not. And I just right. hope we see more because it's, I came into the Tough Mudder world late. Yeah. That was my really, beginning. Really Tough Mudder truthfully is what hooked me. I mean, it wasn't my first event. But Tough yep. Mudder, when I got into OCR back in 2012, my goal at that time, my big unsurmountable, you know, crazy goal yep. was to do a Tough Mudder. Because in my mind, it was the longest. It was at that point, they were like 13 miles. Yep. And it was the pinnacle of, you know, badassery for me. And I did my first Tough Mudder in 2013. And hell, I've got a tattoo on my neck about, you know, from Tough Mudder. And, and many do. And many, many do. do. Many, many. Hell, they used to do them at the events back in the Are day. Are you serious? That's hilarious. Dead serious. Oh, yeah. They, they had it like in the festival. That's they would amazing. have a tattoo um, vendor there. And if you got a tattoo, used to be it was originally free Tough Mudders for life. But then oh so many people were getting them. It, it, it turned into, okay, fine. One free event for your tattoo um and then i guess somebody finally realized maybe doing tattoos in a muddy shithole is not the not most yeah that that's pretty fair so did you get yours done at a venue i did not i was actually fully prepared to do so um but they didn't have the vendor (laughs) at that particular at at that particular venue so i ended up getting it like two weeks later and then had to submit you know pictures and i got my free race my big thing was I did um, my my moment like that was running the Spartan Race World Championship in Vermont, mm-hmm. the, the second year, and that was like it was just such a turning point for me and my fitness, right? That I could I could go out to Vermont and run a mountain race and come back and still live, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I think everyone who got into the sport has to have had that that moment, that race, yeah, that, that one point. thing that you realize, hey, I, I can do this. You know, this isn't just me just surviving. Like, I did this, you know, and that's what Tough Mudder was to me and to so many other people. Oh, I agree a thousand percent. And I just, it would be a shame to see them go. Um, so currently, do they have people in office right now? There's been a lot of question on that. Um, the last I that. heard, they, they were not. Um, but again, there's so much he said. She said, because the bottom they're still line trying to figure is, out what yeah, I, I think that what it all boils down to now, what we can concretely say is Tough Mudder owes a lot of money to yep. someone. And of money. basically until that debt is taken care of in some way, shape or form, there's, they're not going to continue. So whether it be a bankruptcy to absolve the debt, whether it be a buyout, whether it be a negotiation to, you know, talk the debt down, I don't know. But at the end of the day, that's the dark cloud hanging over Tough Mudder. And I hope that, you know, sane heads can prevail and and get this solved you know i hope as well and it's the good thing for tough mutter right now is this is off season right they've got some time to figure out these big rat bastards right now and figure it out and it's probably going to be a little slow because realistically we don't have a lot of races right now we've got the winter right. race coming up eventually uh, we've got the first leg, actually the u.s national series down in jacksonville eventually and we've got high rocks coming up here in a few weeks that you're gonna yeah. go to Yep. yep. Um, There's another race I I posted about on our Facebook page. I'm not sure if people saw it. Um, If you're into this winter racing stuff, there's a a fun local race in St. Louis. Yeah, Yeah. Valentine's Day Massacre. It's the weekend of Valentine's Day. And last year it was snowy. I mean, you know, reminiscent of Abominable. Um, full Absolutely. of obstacles and fun and strength and all that. So if you're getting really itchy, yeah, if you're getting really itchy and you want to start soon, then, you know, that's, in that's a great place to go to. Yep. Unfortunately, I'd, I will not be able to go. I've got my hands a bit full right now, but um, yeah, I won't be know. able to be there either, but I, I, I haven't done that particular race, but I have done, um, an, another race put on by the same people and it's just nothing but professional. So yeah, good times, good yep. times, and that's once again why I'm so excited about freaking abominable this year. Um, sure. I, I can't wait to see what Tom and uh, Bill and their team come together with. Yep. So that brings yeah. me to so so that's kind of what's going on with Tough Mudder. What we know so far, things yep. evolved and stuff. We have the final leg of the U.S. National Series. Guess what? It's West Virginia. Didn't see that coming. Right. Um, Right, it was pretty much line in the sand. Not even worth coming. news, <laughs> right? Not even really worth news. Um, it, I think it's a shame, though, and that's this is me saying this. West Virginia, you and I both know that is a gorgeous venue. It's beautiful. That's, it really is a beautiful. That needs venue. to be a big championship. And the past week, I've been going on with people like talking about. Okay, can, I'm gonna go on a weird place here. <laughs> Where are we going? West Virginia, we should put somewhere else as the fifth leg. West Virginia needs to be part of the Mountain Series. Oh, hundred percent. That's not weird at all. I mean, that's it's totally it's valid. more mountainous. It, it, it's actually on the Appalachian Trail. Somebody was trying to convince right. me earlier this week 
that Indiana was part of the Appalachian Trail, uh, the Appalachian no. Mountains. I'm like, Georgia no. to Maine. No, you've got to <laughs> you stay don't away pass there. through Ohio. Indiana <laughs> on the way to Maine from Georgia. Sorry. Hashtag science. Hashtag geography. Um, yeah, Buy a map. <laughs> yeah, we're we, we're a little bit out of the way here in Indiana. Right. And That's then a big old detour. Out, Spartan was coming out saying like, "Oh, it's on a ski resort." I mean, okay. So, have you ever looked up what the definition of resort is? Right. Like a resort, kind of like sleeping arrangements, um, shopping, amenities, skiing. Um, now, don't get me wrong. The skiing there is fine. I think they've got four chairlifts, maybe three. <laughs> I mean, and we we've talked about this. I and mean, I love. No, I don't mean to hit the guys at Perfect North Slopes in Lawrenceburg. Um, it's a great right. place, <laughs> but it's not a mountain. Yeah, West Virginia is definitely a much better venue. That's a mountain. But that's that's a real mountain. And that's part of the Appalachian Trail there. It is. It is. So, all right, well. So, that brings me to this week's episode. And this is actually all unscripted, everyone. Yeah. So, get excited. You know, there's not a whole lot of news out there. So, we're going to shoot the shit. So, Leah, okay, before we go into what I'm going to call 10,000 hours, a little discussion between me and you, um, talk about 75. Yeah, so... And what you're doing right now with 75, because some people have reached out about it. Yeah, people have reached out to me, and it's it's awesome. So, if anybody is following me on Instagram, I'm I'm being pretty transparent with with what I'm doing. It's called 75 Hard. bullshit. Yeah, it's uh, it's 75 Hard is what the program is called. Um, it was developed by the founder of First Form. Um, it, First Form is one of the largest supplement companies founded in, in St. Louis um, by a man named Andy Frisella. If you're not familiar with Andy, you need to find him because he's awesome. Um, okay. But so he created this program called Are 75 Hard. Are you getting Hard. from the podcast? Do what now? Are you getting him on the podcast here? Dude, I would die if Andy agreed to come on to our podcast. He uh, himself has has okay. now two podcasts that I highly recommend. Okay. Um, if you guys are looking for some podcasts, the first one is called the MFCEO Project. And his newest one is called The Real AF. So check okay. them out. But so he created this program called 75 Hard, which is not a typical transformation body program it's not that what it is is a total mental toughness grit um program and um basically it's to to harden up and to make and keep promises to yourself and really test how mentally tough you can be so for 75 days straight um, it basically has five components. Number one is a diet. Um, now he doesn't specify whether, you know, what diet it has to be. Get so if you want to do keto, if you want to do whole 30, commit to, a diet. commit to something period. Um, and with yeah. that caveat, there's zero alcohol and yeah. zero cheat days. So 75 days of full committed, whatever your diet plan is. Secondly, is two workouts a day of 45 minutes a piece, one of which has to be outside. And you know, the thing about that is with it being 75 days, you're talking about two and a half months. Chances are you're going to be dealing with the weather. You're going to be dealing with, you know, 
obstacles that are going to prevent you from getting outside, but you're going to have to push through it. So, you know, making it happen. Um, So that's uh, two. Number three is you have to read 10 pages of a real book, no audio, a real book, 10 pages a day. Um, but it's not foo-foo fiction book. It's got to be like, a, you know, a self-help, an entrepreneurial book. Something. Right. Something that you're going to get something out of. Yep. Um, what so are you that reading right now? I am reading The Happiness Equation. Okay. Um, I'm about halfway through so far, and I'm really digging it. Good. Um, so that's three. Um, four is a progress picture. So okay. you've got to take a progress picture every day. Um, Same way. You don't have to post it or anything, but it's just taking the picture and committing to doing it. Um, you know, it's just another one of those yep. accountable things. And then yep. the last thing is drinking a gallon of water. Yep. I'm going to piss like a racehorse. Uh, tell me about it. <laughs> so it's those five <laughs> components every day for 75 days. No cheating, no bargaining, no you know excuses. And if you fail one of those tasks, then you start over back to day one. Yeah. Um, so it's tough, you know, and things like, you know, I mentioned my cheerleading trip to Indy um, in two weeks with my daughter. Somehow That's the scary I've got stuff. Yeah, I mean, somehow I've got to figure out how to get an outdoor workout in, in addition to the hotel workout. So, you know, it requires planning, it requires thinking, and it requires dedication. So I'm on day, uh, today is day six. I just completed my last task. So, you know, what, 69 days left? Is that right? Sounds about right. So that's where I'm at right now. And I'd be happy to talk to anybody else if you guys have questions about it. But I'm fully committed at this point. No, that's great for you, Leah. You know, I'm happy for you. And I think you're going to, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where you are at, at the end of this journey. And it'll be a, yeah. it'll be an interesting, cause you'll be, we'll be starting to get into some of our races here. Yeah. The people that I've talked to that have done it, I mean, they, they consistently just talk about the mental, just they're a different person, the focus and you know, the feelings of accomplishment. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Good. Good. So what about you? What's on your mind? What's on my mind? So I've been, um, I, I fell off the bandwagon a little at the end of last year and I'm starting to really hit it hard now and Mm -hmm. I'm keeping committed to, I'm, I'm picking up the weights again. I'm nice. I'm starting to do, I'm going to be starting to look, doing two a days here again here in a few weeks mm-hmm. um every, as everybody knew in 2019 kind of my year ended with a bang and it kind of kicked your ass of, yeah i kind of got i kind of got the dirt kicked out of me and i'm starting to get back to my running mm-hmm. um so far this year you know we're six days and i'm already like 35 miles deep uh, nice. I'm, I'm getting back i'm building those gears and I'm really, but I don't necessarily think I'm training for anything right now. Um, I'm training to be a better person mm-hmm. and I'm training to train to it. And I've mentioned this, some of my Instagram stuff here and some people have been reached out to me and I've talked to many people about it, but meningitis was weird. Um, it reminds me of this story that when I was in high school, I had a, um, I had a music teacher, our, our band director, 
I was a drum major and I was in the drum line and played a lot of instruments and stuff. I wasn't a, a tall guy, but I was pretty strong. So I could hold like a quint set, but mm-hmm. weighed 50 pounds um, for, for hours on end. Mm-hmm. So anyway, our, our drum major, our drum, our, our band director's daughter fell off a four wheeler. Um, mm. She was probably like 14 or so and mm. had a serious concussion. And she had some some major brain trauma and i'll never forget talking to melody about it and that was that was a young lady and she's like i just feel angry and i don't know why and melody if you knew her beforehand she was she was just this joyous kind of Mm -hmm. sweet girl and that's kind of how i felt like after some of the stuff it takes a while for your brain to heal like that um they, Mm -hmm. they tell you nerve damage and nerves in your body Realistically, you're looking at an inch a month. Um, mm-hmm. And I know in the past year I've had, in the past six months, I've had times where I've been, I've had a short fuse, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not always the easiest to deal with, but starting to get back to these things and slowly gain myself back, it's it's going to take a year, realistically, after talking That's to some of the sure. doctors. And well, I mean, there's so much to it. It's not just the physical p- piece of it, but no, just the all. mental piece of it and going through, I mean, literally a, a near-death experience. You know, it there, there's a lot to it. There is. And that's kind of what 2019 taught me there. It was like mm-hmm. I went from um, top of my game, high, high end of my game, yeah. to losing in about a week and a half, two weeks, about 25 pounds and I mean, not being able to walk, not being able to being walk, able to talk, being able to, yeah. it was ugly stuff. So yeah. realistically in 2020, I'm rebuilding. And right now I'm reminding myself and, um, kind of growing in the season of accepting it and, and embracing it um, Good. and trying to mentally wrap myself around accepting it and kind of being being in the moment um today's workout really sucked (laughs) it was um, (laughs) a lot of triceps but um so and this is going to sound so vain but i'm going to go there so i some of the some of the principles i'm going over are over hugh jackman Mm -hmm. um and some of the uh, i think it was ryan i forget his trainer but hugh jackman was actually a pe coach back in the day but he followed these certain principles when he was training for Wolverine when he first got into shape for it the very first time. Which and obviously it, worked. It, it worked well. But a lot of people don't like think about Hugh Jackman as being a runner. But every day he ran a 5K, period. Next song, hmm. didn't matter if he was happy or sad, he ran a 5K. Right. So realistically, most days now, I'm opening up with a 10-minute warm-up on the treadmill. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, really emphasizing that time to warm up. And then closing out with 20 minutes. Okay. And and I've been running a 5K minimum every day. And then getting in my lifts and getting in my rowing and getting in my the other different iterations that I'm looking at. But mm-hmm. then after that, he would take a cold shower. Yeah. And I, I can safely say we're day six in. I've been enjoying my cold showers again. Um, it's funny you should mention that because, you know, I just I just talked about the 75 hard program 
Mm-hmm. After completing 75 hard, it's this, it's a whole live hard program that lasts a yep. year. So after 75 hard comes phase one, which is a 30 day program. And it's very similar. Yep. Most of it, you know, mm-hmm. all the things that I just mentioned are still there, but they've added a couple things. And one cold of which showers, baby. is added is a five minute cold shower, full five every minutes. Day. Yep. Every day full five minute cold shower it's great it feels refreshing in talking to people who are now at phase one that's the thing that's kicking everybody's asses oh i love it i love it it's my favorite part yep yep it's just funny you mention it because that's that's totally it you know i the the cold shower realistically and this is we're getting ready to go into an interesting discussion here um on ten thousand leah because Lee doesn't even know what I'm talking about. I have no idea. uh, We'll um, see where we're going with this. It's going to be fun. Um, And this is, this is even what we're calling the episode. But anyway, um, cold showers are great guys. Check it out. So anyway, without further ado, 10,000 Leah. 10,000 what? 10,000 hours. Of what? Of life. Um, What's your degree in Leah? Uh, My bachelor's is in social work and my master's is in counseling. Your master's in counseling. Where, where are they from? Uh, my bachelor's degree is from James Madison University in Virginia. Okay. Go Dukes. And right. my master's is at Marshall University in West Virginia. Awesome. Awesome. Do you have any uh, certifications? I do. Um, following my master's degree, I had... Two years of supervised clinical work, so I am now a licensed, independent licensed uh, professional counselor. Okay. Um, so I've got those letters after my name. I'm also a board, board certified counselor, national board certified counselor. Okay. Uh, so those gave me a couple more little letters and continuing CEU credits in various mental health concentrations. Awesome. And that's, that's great. How, how do you feel about your mental health counseling stuff? Are you proud of what uh, you do? I am. Um, That's good. I've, I've worked hard. That's good. So for the people that kind of know us, it's a new year. I guess we can kind of mm-hmm. go into some of the stuff here. So I'm a engineer for Cummins Diesel. Um, mm-hmm. Cummins Diesel is the company, but it's Cummins Incorporated, realistically. Um, I've worked there for going on 13 years now. Okay. Um, it's a Fortune 500 company. I'm a... <laughs> they actually renamed our group today. It was called PPT. Now they're calling it APE, which is Advanced Process Engineering. Um, <laughs> advanced okay, to get that little monkey mascot. <laughs> I'm going to make a monkey mascot thing um, to call it APE. But, um, nice. Because we absorbed our product validation group today. But um, I have a – I got my two-year degree in drafting, actually. Okay. Then finished my four-year degree in industrial design. Okay. I have um, – Multiple different associations and certificates and um, different credentials from the American Design and Drafting Institute, as well as um, basically analysis-led dimensioning and tolerancing. That sounds really weird, but it's just basically mm-hmm. a language of how to build things. Okay. Um, um, a lot of those things. Um, I also have accreditation through the U.S. Department of Labor as a journeyman in design. I know if, if um, Scott Brackmeyer is listening right now, he's actually got a lot of that kind of same stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of design, a lot of engineering, a lot of uh, process-led controls. And um, I'm also, if you've heard of Six Sigma, 
Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm a Six Sigma guy. So okay. A lot it's of kind of funny that we well. are pretty much on the opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to professionals. <laughs> Yeah, and but we never talk about these things, and it's no. we've got this whole life outside of outside of the sport, right? For sure, which we've spent way more time in. Absolutely. So, to get my journeyman's card, though, from the U.S. Department of Labor, I'll never forget. It was eight thousand hours mm. of on-job training. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that, but then I had to also have it applied to different principles, like, ah, oh, like so many hours checking jobs and reading prints and doing this or doing geometric dimensioning and tolerancing, which became my discipline. But right. right. Um, That's similar to, to my, um, my licensure. I had to have so many hours of, you know, work mm-hmm. with children and so many hours of work with adults mm-hmm. and forensic interviews and, and all that. So. so I think about where we are currently as a society mm-hmm. and we've lost a lot of, a lot of love for the 10,000 hours. So 10,000 hours is, I think that was an old, an old, old saying, but it's like you are, you become a master of something when you've done something for 10,000 hours. Mm-hmm. And that, that resonates with me so much because like even my U S department of labor stuff, that's only 8,000. Right. So realistically, if you think about it, 10,000 hours equates to about five years at a full-time job. Yeah. Time-wise. Yep, it's about right. Yeah, about that, because I would say my 2,000 hours was was two years. So, yeah. Realistically, you're looking at a five-year job here. How often... Now, neither of us have OCR as a full-time job. No. Do you know many people with obstacle course racing as a full-time job? I mean, there's not many. There's there's a handful. But they're, you know... You know, comparing to the whole population of of OCR participants, I'd say you know one percent of people, and let's if even that. Let's much. look back years ago, though, over the year round in twenty ten, barely just getting started. Barely, right? Exactly. So at that time, like even a lot of these people, it wasn't their full time job, right? So there's so much more to learn here in the sport. Um, over this and over and I feel like we're in this day and age right now where and and I, I don't want to go on a tangent we're shaming people or like ramming people but your Instagram account is not a degree like <laughs> just because you are you've got you know 50,000 followers it doesn't mean you are a nutritionist it doesn't right? mean you it doesn't mean are, you're a um, coach it doesn't mean you know what you're talking about Exactly. You might have, you, you've got a great following, but you, it, we live in this day and age, I feel like right now, that entitlement is just so, so, so a thing. Uh-huh. So a thing. So if you and were to I'm going to bring me... up a great, I'm going to, before we go here, I'm going to bring up a, a term that is going to make you cringe lifestyle uh-uh. coach. Uh-huh. <laughs> life coach. And half the people that, you know, half the people that, proclaim themselves as life coaches are more jacked up than the people that they help, you know, and, and well, I've being seen a lot therapists, of life, Leah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and that's something, you know, you're hitting home with as far as my profession goes, you know, I am yeah. a therapist you're a counselor, yeah. and that's what I do. And that's what I've been trained to do. And that's day the population day. that I work with. And would you, you say, wait, 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 before you go, would you mm-hmm. say you've done it for 10,000 hours? Oh yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well above 10,000 hours. You know, I have been fortunate. I mean, however you want to put it, I have worked with pretty much every population out there at this point. I've worked with kids. I've worked with adults. Yeah. I've worked with sex offenders. I've worked with sex victims. I've worked with incarcerated people. Um, You've seen a spectrum. Schizophrenic. You name it. I have treated the, that population. Yeah. But I will tell you still to this day, a new, new client can walk into my office and just when I think I've heard it all, I haven't. Yeah. There's still and stuff I to have learned. enough sense to know that but then you have these idiots out there that proclaim to be experts in everything because they may have read a book or had a Mm -hmm. one-time experience themselves and you know the authenticity out there is severely lacking oh absolutely and you let's say you go to a and I'll tell a little bit of the story here because we're definitely deep enough into the podcast right now we're 35 Mm -hmm. minutes in um so our good buddy, Jesse Coomer, that we just had on the podcast a few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, I like Jesse. I do, too. I, that, was a, that was a really good chat with him. Now, Jesse's been practicing the Wim Hof method now for four years or so. Right. Um, he, he is trained in, in – well, actually, tomorrow he's leaving for Poland. Um, yeah, I, I saw him talking about that. Yep. He's headed to Poland tomorrow to train with Wim. He is, he's been at Mount Hood, Oregon training with Wim. He has went to LA to train with Wim for long weekends. He's done probably three events like that. And the humility of Jesse is like, I've just got so much to learn. I've got so much more to learn. And I I think that's a difference. So I was invited to go to a workshop this weekend Mm -hmm. by another guy here in the state of Indiana. Mm -hmm. And it, he was throwing out, okay, I'm going to have a Wim Hof inspired workshop. Uh-oh. So you're, you see where I'm going with this. Cringing. <laughs> yes. Well, but here's the thing. Okay. So it's inspired by Wim Hof. So let's say I'm going to host a yoga class that's inspired by Bikram yoga. Right. Or let's say I'm going to um, do a writing class inspired on the works of William Shakespeare. <laughs> or I'm right. going, you, you right? see where I'm going here though. Absolutely. Um, we're at this weird day and age where we think we're not giving time the the credibility that it really has. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's what it boils down to. We're, we are such an instant gratification society and people are just not willing to put the work in. And it They're goes not. with everything. It can go with, with occupation, with athleticism. You know, people want to wave a magic wand and, and run a sub six minute mile, but they're because not willing I, I read, to put the work in. Because I saw three or four Twitter tweets. On. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and don't it's... get me wrong. Before we called here, you know what I was doing? Mm-hmm. I was watching Gordon Ramsay videos and I love cooking. <laughs> I love me some Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> but I'm not a chef. I'm no, not. No. <laughs> you know, I'm not. The, I'm just not. The bottom line is, you know, and this can really just carry over to any aspect in your life. If you want to be a master, if you want to get good at something, you just, you you know, there's a really good book. And a lot. Talking about books. There's a great author called um, Joshua Metcalf is his name. Uh, Pound the Stone. Oh, you got to pound. Yes. I mean, and that's it's a short little book. 
highly recommend it. It's available in paper and audio. Um, again, it's called Pound the Stone. Um, and basically, that's what it's about. You got to pound the stone one hit at a time. You know, you got a big giant boulder and you hit it once, it's not going to break. It's a continuous, you pound it, you pound it, you hit the stone, you hit it, you do the work, yep. and eventually you make it and it cracks. Absolutely. So. You know, and going even a, another weird level here. So my father's a brick mason. I spent some time here with him this weekend. Mm -hmm. But I can't believe my dad's been doing brick masonry work now for 35 years. Mm. And it's, it's, it's a labor-intensive work. But yeah. I think about like a master's degree. My dad, my dad knows stone. My dad knows rocks. My dad knows That's bricks. A, you know, and there's so much, I have so much admiration for for people like that, you know, who have well, a true craft, that a craft, yeah, been working. He's and he can walk into he can walk down a street and estimate how many bricks are on a house, and that's something that's not taught. No, regularly, mm -hmm. like you can estimate. And it's sure, something you don't learn with a book. You have to experience it. And I think even though we do put the the accreditation on a pedestal like that's that's a barrier to entry don't get me wrong mm -hmm. that's that's basically saying i can learn something and i have right. an interest to learn something the and I bare can... minimum you know to, to start yep but then when you when you reach that ten thousand hours that says okay i'm i have dedicated this much time to apply it yeah absolutely and it's it's so different and we we live in a day and age i feel where we've got and don't get me wrong, some of these people have done very well. They've done very well in short periods of time with uh, with fitness or this. But mm -hmm. there's also that deeper, deeper level of dedication, of commitment, of that 10,000 hours to see yep. how can I change myself? How can I apply to this? This is this is all that I want. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is what I am basing myself on. Well, and the and, people that have gone pro – you know, you see it. They're the ones putting in the Some time. Do. Yep. And like, or just dive that far into the, to the equation like there. And there's, there's one guy that I think about a lot here in the community that I, I do want to bring up is Yancey Culp. This guy mm -hmm. has, I mean, if there's one guy I admire in this sport, like this guy has dove headfirst into every aspect and going in different directions. And maybe this will work. Maybe that'll work. I don't know, but I'm going to wait a I'm going to find ways <laughs> to make other aspects work for me. And I admire well, that. If, if there's one thing to say about Yancy mm -hmm. is that he has got his hands pretty much in everything. You know yeah. I mean? It's a, it's a little bit of everything. You, yeah. you can't, you can't fault him for that. <laughs> nope. Nope. Yancy, I, I like that about Yancy a lot. Anyway, so that's kind of my concept. What, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, my biggest number one pet peeve in life is is entitlement. Um, yeah. Because it 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 transcends through so much through someone being late to a meeting. You yeah. know, that's entitlement. My time is more important than yours. Um, to people making statements like "I deserve this," I you know, it's not oh, fair. Yeah, I should have this too. No. You don't you know deserve who I am kind crap. of thing. Right. You don't deserve shit. You earn it like everybody else. You know, and it's it all boils down to entitlement. I don't need to go to, 
get, you know, get the fancy master's degree and, and put all these hours in, I have, you know, this and I, or I have that. And, you know, it, it's all entitlement. It's instant gratification. And at the end of the day, you know, nothing is going to beat the hard work. Oh, absolutely. Hard work and time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, it's depth over distance at that point. It's, it's looking at the, the long term here. And here's even for me now where I'm at, the scariest thing. You've got this baseline. You've got this mountain built behind you of things that you're really good at. You've got this mm-hmm. mountain of success or what, whatever you equate success to. But, and I know mm-hmm. we're kind of going to a weird area here, but like financial, maybe it's, you know, mm-hmm. uh, assets. Maybe it's, um, maybe it's an Instagram following. Mm-hmm. How do you gamble it? Like to turn away and try something entirely new. Yeah. Man. Scary. It's, it's very that, scary. It's scary. Especially when you lay other assets on the line. It, it is a leap of faith. But how much more – and that's when I go to certain things like, man, I respect that. Absolutely. I, 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 I can't fault the guy because, like, he, he is throwing himself fully in. He's, either he's a fool <laughs> right, or he believes in that that much. I, you know, I admire people like that. I admire yeah. people who are willing to take a risk. And, you know, see what happens. It's it's very rare these days. And it's absolutely it's hard. But well, especially the older we get now, I mean, you've got a baby on the way. And, yep, you yep. know, it's, I'm a 33 year old man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, things perspectives change and responsibilities change. And, you know, you know, one of the things that I can I always remind myself, though, is like where my grandparents were right now at 33 or where, you know, these different families were at 33 or where yeah. I mean, different, every, different world. It, it looks so different than it did 40 years ago. But For then sure. again, once again, we're just talking 10 years. Think about yeah. where OCR was 10 years ago. Just like yeah. we're discussing. Um, Infancy. Blip on the map. People like, yeah, yeah, Spartan race. It's like one of those tough mutters. And now yeah. here we are. Where... Running mud. Spartans looking at possibly acquiring. Right. It's all um, an evolution. Anyway, I'm, I'm excited to see where the new decade takes us. I'm excited to see where it all takes us. But um, if there's anything I can give all of our listeners here today, 10,000 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a lot to commit to. Absolutely. Um, but I, I will go full-heartedly saying it's worth it. I would agree with it. So anyway, that was that was kind of my random talk here. Yeah, um, yeah. A good way to start the year in a, a fun kind of way. I hope everybody's having a great Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. It's a back to work Monday. You know, we record these on Mondays. It was kind of <laughs> tough going back to work today, but um, you know, back at it. Um, I as well. I as well. We had a good day here at work, Cummins, in, in Columbus, Indiana, but. I'm gearing up for my first trail run here in a few weeks. Hopefully it snows for us a little bit. It may, it may not. I don't know. Either way, I'm going to be drinking a few beers down at my favorite brewery here in town. <laughs> so we'll have a good time. We'll have a good time. Sounds um, good. I realistically guess that ends the first episode of season two. Season two, episode one. There y'all go. Um, without without further ado, once again, big thank you to Venga CBD. Um, those guys are awesome. A lot of people are posting their calendars that they got from Vanga. I, yes. I'll be honest with you, Leah. Did you get a calendar? I did. 
um, have I you put it up it. yet? I didn't I think have. it was. I thought it was just gonna be like a hey, here's a here's a calendar, a PDF file. No, it was a freaking calendar. They shipped me a freaking wall calendar. Yeah, I, it's freaking awesome. And <laughs> it's my, hilarious. It's all my, so random, but I love it. My type A sticky note loving highlighter, you know, collecting. My little heart sings with it. I love it. <laughs> it's color coded. It's colored in. It's got stickies. It's wonderful. I love it. Uh, I can't wait to lay mine out here the next week. I've just been so busy. I had I had a lot of family here this weekend, so I really didn't have time to put that together. But um, yeah, but I'll the calendar's there. It's available photos. to download. If you guys go to VegasCBD.com, um, you can make yourself an order of goodies as well as download the calendar. Um, they also have the athlete's guide to CBD, like 60 page PDF document. Uh, if you haven't read it yet, check them out. You know, I, I want to go on a tangent here real quick. So my <laughs> well, well, last little story of the year uh, of, of this episode. So my grandpa, mm-hmm. um, he is a Vietnam war vet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got a purple heart, mm-hmm. um, shrapnel in his, in his back and stuff. Um, discharged and everything came back to the u.s um he's fine now he's 90 almost 90 years old wow um hemp is starting to become a production thing back in our hometown of vincent's indiana oh okay so he my grandpa being squirrely like he is we've got about 100 acres back in vincent's <laughs> and one yeah we, so he, he loves going out and tending his trees and stuff but he found one of the hemp plants um uh-huh. from one of the neighboring fields and stuff and he he put it in a little pot on his back porch and he was so proud of it. <laughs> and he's like, it's just such a fun time that I can do this. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Like, oh, that's awesome. But he's almost 90, like I said. So he was asking me about um, CBD oil. Yeah. So I gave him a whole bottle of Venga and mm-hmm. I was like, here, try this out. I said, cause he was using this. It was a magnesium concentrate he was using on his legs. Uh-huh. And he was like, Oh, I, I, lay, I lather him up like shaving cream, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like grandpa you I said okay don't do that with the CBD <laughs> you might run right, marathon right. you sparingly <laughs> but he's he's liked it and I gave him some more here over Christmas break so awesome. um, anyway check out Venga CBD guys VengaCBD.com slash BroCR six euro cider just check out Venga you use code BroCR save yourself 15% I like the stuff I think it's great um, it helps with sleep too so that's that's yep. my pitch this week it's wonderful <laughs> it's my fun story. check them out uh, without further and ado, I guess that's it that for this note, week, Leah. Yeah, I think that's it. If you guys, um, you know, haven't already subscribed, please do so. Leave us a review, leave us a rating, um, and share the episodes if you like what you hear. If you don't like what you hear, let us know too. And if you have any ideas for future shows, we are all ears, and we'd yeah. love to hear from you. If you want to be on or talk weird stuff, you know, hit us up. We want to talk weird stuff, and <laughs> we love the sport. We love you guys. <laughs> And until next week, I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. We will talk to you then. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.